The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm happy to be back with you. I had to take a break last week, but I'm back and and we'll have a good run of uninterrupted classes or shows. I, I actually think of this show like a class, especially the way I prepare for it. But I wanted to let you know that we're going to go forward with this How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God series with uh, based upon the book written by William Warch, and we're going to really dissect these God-given faculties, these spiritual potentials that are within every person. Let me also say that, as you already know, I'm the senior assistant minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the senior minister. The Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Make sure if you're ever in the Chicagoland area, stop by. We're open seven days a week, so you can stop by, take a look at the church, um, ask questions, you know, see how we do things, stop by the bookstore, et cetera, et cetera. In the meantime, you can go to our website at www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org. We want to make sure that you have a real good time. Also, going forward, when I have more information, I'll be letting you know about the conference that uh, our umbrella organization, Universal Foundation for Better Living, will be having in Chicago in July the panorama of truth. So for right now, I just want you to just keep it in mind and save the dates, July 23rd through the 27th, 
of 2014, July 23rd through the 27th. More information is forthcoming. Now, two weeks ago, I started this series based upon some feedback and, you know, of people wanting to really have a better understanding of this concept called the 12 powers. Now, if you didn't hear that show, I would really, really like you to go back and listen to that show because what I did was I gave um, the historical historical context of the 12 powers. Where did the theory come from? How it's based upon Jesus and his 12 disciples? How it talks about our uh, dormant spiritual abilities, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not going to cover all of that information going forward Again, during this series, I went into great detail about how the soul works, spirit, soul, body, etc. So definitely listen to it. I also asked everyone who will be following along with this series to order the book or purchase the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch. How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch. Now, it's really important that you that you get the book so you can follow along. I'll make sure, by the way, because I just realized I don't think I gave a description for this class, for this particular course, so I'll make sure I get that to to Unity as soon as possible so you can download this episode as well. Now, let's get right into the book. Today we're talking about faith. Faith. And I have an older book, so I don't know what page your how your pages line up on your book because it's different versions of this book floating around. But I'm on the first page of faith and my book is page six and I'm reading from the preview. God is invisible. Faith is your ability to say yes to God. Faith is your ability to draw your good from the invisible to the visible. Faith and belief are not the same. You develop your awareness of faith by exercising it. So I'm going to read those again. And basically, this is what we're going to be talking about for this show, these points. God is invisible. Faith is your ability to say yes to God. Faith is your ability to draw your good from the invisible to the visible. Faith and belief are not the same. You develop your awareness of faith by exercising it. Now. The author starts off this chapter with a very powerful paragraph. He states that in order to understand the purpose and function of your wonderful gift of faith, you must consider the nature of God. We need to stop right there. We must consider the nature or the essential character of God. So when you hear nature, you can also say the essential character. Name also means nature as well. He states, first, God is all your good, the source of everything you need spiritually and materially. But this source is invisible. Now, okay, so God is my good. Both and the source of everything that I need spiritually and materially. So there's nothing that as a threefold being, spirit, soul, body, I could ever need that God is not the answer for. Now, it might show up in different forms, whether spiritually, mentally, or um, mentally, or physically. But when it's all said and done, it's still God as the source. But the source is invisible. So how do you 
work with that which is invisible. If God is all your good, but God or this source is in the invisible, how do you work with it? He states, and in the invisible, it remains as potential, not necessarily a part of your living experience. So your good, my good, our good is potential. Our good is possibility. Until we start exercising faith to draw our good from the invisible to the visible. That is the purpose of faith. He goes on to say, how do you actively involve yourself in the process of drawing your good from God by using faith? Faith is your affirmative power. In other words, you're claiming it. You're declaring it. He says it is your ability to say yes to God and to your good. So the good is there in potential. But we have to say yes to the good. That's really important. I have to say yes to my good. I have to acknowledge my good. I have to to bring my good or draw my good from the invisible to the visible. It doesn't make a difference who it is. We all are working with the same process. We're all bringing our good from the invisible as potential, as possibility, to the visible manifestation. He goes on to say, simply acknowledging your needs doesn't mean that your needs will be met. You must also acknowledge that which which you need and say yes to it. Let me read that again. I just butchered that. You must also acknowledge that which you need and say yes to it. So, yeah, it's one thing for me to acknowledge it, but now it's there. Well, Reverend Coleman used to use the analogy of you're standing in front of the faucet wanting water, but you haven't turned the faucet to let the water out. The the water is there being held back by the turned-off faucet. When you turn the faucet, the water will come out. You can stand in front of the faucet for years and never have water from that faucet, even though you know it's there. You say yes to it by turning the knob. You say yes to God, and and when you say yes to God, you say yes to your potential. You say yes to your possibility. You're saying it's for me. It's mine. I'm claiming it. Acknowledging that is the water is in the faucet doesn't quench your thirst. And acknowledging that God is your health and your prosperity and your peace of mind without saying yes to it doesn't necessarily allow you to experience health, prosperity, and peace of mind. You must say yes to it. You must say yes to your good. All right. He goes on to say, let's take a look at your level of consciousness. It's on page seven in my book. Your level of consciousness is supported by your subconscious, that which you believe in, love, fear, or hate at the subconscious level determines your conscious perception of reality. So basically what he's saying is that which you accept as true, regardless of if it's true or not, spiritually or uh, physically, at the subconscious level, determines your conscious perception of reality. 
It determines your viewpoints and attitudes. So he goes on to explain that if you've been trained and conditioned at a subconscious level to know and understand that prosperity is your birthright, my words, not his, then you've been conditioned to have a prosperity consciousness. So subconsciously, your your mind is saying yes to prosperity without you having to think about it. Now, if you don't have that mindset, you have to develop the mind until you you eradicate the beliefs of the fear and the lack, the doubt, the procrastination, the anxiety around prosperity until it's consistently saying yes to your to money, yes to success, yes to achievement, yes to living a life that you desire. And you and faith is the ability to keep saying yes to your good. He goes on to say, page seven, you can see that faith is a consciousness building faculty in it that you can use it to lift yourself from one limited level by saying yes to a greater level. So just by working with this particular faculty, you can say yes. And can, and when you keep saying yes to God and you're good, you rise in consciousness. You know, you know, Ayala Van Zant wrote a book many years ago called or titled There's Value in the Valley. But you don't want to stay in the valley. So if you're in the valley and you want to be on the mountaintop, you have to stop saying yes to the things that are keeping you in the valley and start saying yes to God and your good and and your new levels of consciousness will lift you up out of the valley to the mountain. But only you can do that. Only you can do that. And it's really important that you understand this. I can't work your faith for you. Now, I, as, a, as a spiritual practitioner, I or anyone else can help you, help stand in the gap, help support you uh, at a limited basis to lift you up in consciousness. But sooner or later, you have to walk on your own. And that's key. So faith allows you to expand, to lift your consciousness so you can have a new conscious perception of reality. In other words, when you really start working with your faith and the development of your faith, you literally will change how you see life. I know that's a bold statement, but I absolutely stand behind it. Once you start really working with your faith, not surfacely, but really start working with it, you will change how you see life. You'll see possibility and potential and things that you never would have seen before. Things that used to disturb you or make you afraid or anxious, you'll now see as opportunities for you to show the world yet again how big your God is. 
Reverend Coleman used to teach lessons at Christ Universal Temple titled, How Big Is Your God? How Big Is Your God? Matter of fact, one of our ministers, the late Reverend Allison Harrell, wrote a little booklet, which is out of print right now, but it was a maybe a 25, 30-page booklet just talking about faith. How big is your God? See, if you are up to big things, you need a big God. A big God. See, if you can go to the store and get what you need right now, what do you need a big God for? But if you're up to, up to living your dreams, to helping people, to creating new businesses and opportunities for yourself and others, for uh, giving your family uh, the opportunity to live a lifestyle that that you believe they deserve that might not be currently expressing or they might not be living, let's just point say it point blank, that you need a big God. If you're going through a health issue and you've been wrestling with something or you've gotten uh, progno- uh, you know, what the world would call a bad prognosis or you've been having some negative diagnoses, you need a big God. If you've been dealing with family dysfunction and, you know, whether that's with your marriage or significant other or your children or your siblings or your parents or whatever, you need a big God because you got to see a, a preferred future and know that it's possible. If you've been laid off and you don't know when the next check is coming or where it's coming from or the unemployment benefits have ran out, you need a big God. How big is your God? How big is your God? I can't say it enough. How big is your God? Because when you are going through stuff, you need a big God. When you don't know how to handle it, but you can see and know that if you have the faith, you can move that mountain. You need a big God. A great affirmation is, I'm up to big things with my big God. I'm up to big things in life with my big God. My big God can do all things in and through me. Or however you need to say it. But you have to remind yourself consistently. I have a big God. Now, we're coming up on our first break, so let me remind you that Unity Online Radio is supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, make sure you take the time to put the law of giving and receiving in motion. If your soul is being fed by this show or shows like it, make sure that you support it so we can continue this program and help it reach others. We are the difference in the world. Let's work with our big God to transform it. 
We'll be right back with Truth Transform. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listener support to broadcast the messages of unity to an awakening world. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Reverend Paulette Pipe's voice has been called mesmerizing, the sound of spirit expressing in soothing honey tones. If you're one of the loyal listeners who tune in each week for her program, Touching the Stillness, you already know the power of her meditations. If her programs leave you wanting more, purchase one or both of her meditation CDs, Touching the Stillness, her first CD, and the newly released Resting in Stillness. This latest CD combines Paulette's alchemic voice with an original score by pianist Kelly Hunt and will transport you to a place of divine peace. Enliven your meditations with Reverend Paulette Pipe as your guide and take her soothing voice and peaceful presence with you wherever you go. Get your copy today. Go to www.unity.org and then click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on Shop at the top of the page. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary, topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I do want to give you an opportunity to ask me some questions about what I'm talking about, if you so desire. The number is 888-558-6489, 888 
888-558-6489. Now, I do want to backtrack for a moment because I did, I gave you a little bit of the material from the book. I want to let you know that based upon the 12 power theory, it's a couple of things that if you accept the theory, you need to know. One of them is that, as I stated a couple of weeks ago, it represents Jesus as representing the Christ consciousness and 12 spiritual faculties that are based uh, that that are represented biblically as the 12 disciples of Jesus. So there's the, there's the Christ mind or consciousness and then there's the 12 faculties or disciples. The disciple that represents faith according to the theory is Simon Peter or we just like to say Peter. Now uh Peter is is, is a word that means rock from the Aramaic kapa, rock. And Simon means hearing, which which is interesting because the Apostle Paul says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which kind of puts it all together. And Charles Fillmore believed that if you study Peter in the Bible, you'll study how faith evolves. You know, it has its ups and downs. You know, we're in faith one moment. Next thing you know, we're not so sure. And, how, and by the time you get to the book of Acts, how strong it is. You know, um, you know, Peter was very dominant for the first half of the book of Acts before it shifts its attention to the Apostle Paul. So if you want to study how faith works, example, you know, with Jesus is is uh, has to pay the tax. And. He says, you know, Peter to the sea to cast a fit, catch a fish. He says the first fish will have a gold coin in his mouth. Use the coin and pay the tax. Metaphysically, that would be the faith faculty working in the realm of ideas. And the first idea, we said this came to mind. My, my first mind told me that first idea will have all that is needed within it to take care of the obligation. In other words, the idea has within it its means of expression to take care of what you think your needs are. So faith helps you catch and work with ideas of your good. That's just a a real, real quick metaphysical interpretation of that story. Or with with the book, uh, in the book of Acts, when Peter, who represents faith, and John, who represents love, meet the beggar, at the gate called beautiful and peter tells the man you know i don't have the beggar i don't have any any money to give you but what i have i'll give you in the name of jesus of nazareth get up and walk that's telling us faith and love working together helps strengthen the lame thought the lame feeling the lame body the lame pocketbook the lame experience because it says his feet and ankles became strong, and feet represent the understanding connected to the material existence. So when we study Peter, we study how faith works. In the Old Testament, we study Abram and his evolution to becoming Abraham. Abram represents beginning faith. You know, he had the faith to leave his father Terah's house and go where God sent him and continue to follow God 
even when he didn't always understand. That's the beginning faith. That's the real meaning behind the story of his willingness to sacrifice Isaac. If you take it literally, it's a horrible story. I don't care how many ways people try to polish it. But if you understand it as your faith faculty having to to always be obedient to God as you're led, sometimes that means that we give up that which we think is valuable to us. But it's but it we really don't, but we can't have anything interfering with our obedience to spirit. In other words, faith teaches us that God is always first. So my suggestion would be, or excuse me, my suggestion is, I hope you take it on, is to get the trilogy of books by Elizabeth Sand Turner. Elizabeth Sand Turner. Let There Be Light, which is on the Old Testament. Your Hope of Glory, which is on the Four Gospels. And Be Ye Transformed, which is Acts to the Book of Revelation. All of these books are taught in the Johnny Coleman Institute, by the way, and at most UFBL churches. You can find that find the local UFBL church in your area if there is one at www.ufbl.org. But they're taught at Christ Universal Temple in a, in a systematic way. So I want to make sure that I gave you that information so you know. The other thing that you need to know about this theory is that Charles Fillmore believed that these faculties became active in certain areas of the body. So if you worked on this particular concept, you can go to that particular part of the body, meditate, call forth the energy in that particular part of the body, which would help enhance that faculty. So he believed that the faith faculty functioned from the center of the brain in the um, pineal gland. So you can do your own research on that on your own. By reading, I would suggest, uh, as I mentioned last week, if you want to do more research on the metaphysical interpretation side of this, I would suggest using the book, Your God-Given Potential, by uh, Winifred Hausman, I think it is, but I I don't have the book in front of me right now. But it's called Your God-Given Potential, and I believe her last name is Hausman. So... I believe it can be ordered on Amazon.com, and I do know they do have copies of it in the Christ Universal Temple Bookstore. So you can just call the church at 773-568-2282 or directly to the bookstore at 773-568-1666 and order it yourself. Now, back to the book I am teaching. All right. Now, he goes on to say, At this point, I would like to clarify some misconceptions about faith. You have heard people say, I just don't have faith anymore. This statement reveals that they do not understand the nature and purpose of faith. Faith is not something you have or have not. No one has more faith than anyone else. Faith is a God-given quality, one of the main 12 that makes up your spiritual nature. You do not have faith. You are faith. You have no choice in the matter. It is one of the characteristics you have that is likened to God. God is faith and you are faith. God is the power that brings good from the invisible to the visible. And you have the power in you, God in you, to bring forth your good from invisible divine energy. So faith is not something you have or have not. 
It is your God-given ability to draw your good from the invisible to the visible. So we all have faith. Just like we all have muscles, but we don't all, but we all can't lift the same weight. So even though we do have the same faith, the same power within us, the same ability to draw our good from the invisible to the visible, our faith power is determined by our use. It becomes stronger as we utilize it. If you're never using your faith for anything, it doesn't grow. It doesn't grow. You know, that's one of the things I love about children. Children instinctively have very strong faith. And life kind of beats it out of them. Because they just believe that what they want, they can have. They don't care about the means. And I'm not saying from an unethical way. No kid is thinking go out and sell drugs or rob people. Kids are thinking... I want that bike, I want that toy, I want that game, I want whatever. And their minds are locked on it. They talk about it. They bring it up over and over again. They tell everybody about it. Uh, The parents, their friends, their siblings, the grandparents, whatever. This is what I want. This is what I want for Christmas. 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 And you can tell them. Stop talking to me about that. I don't want to hear about that anymore. And they come right back to it every time because their minds are just on what they desire. They don't care about how it how how it happens as long as they get what they want. Now, I'm not saying make unethical decisions, but I want you to have the same mindset. Jesus said, become like a little child. So the child just focuses on their desire. and They know that their father or mother or whoever, or provider, or Santa Claus, or whoever is going to provide what they desire. And it works. How many parents, including you, are out at the malls trying to find that one thing that your kid really wants? How many grandparents do the same? Or planning trips. Not because you want to go. But because your kid wants to experience. They have faith. To bring their good. From the invisible. To the visible. They have a blind faith. Now there's an understanding faith. Blind faith is an instinctive trust. It can be disappointed because you don't know how things work you don't know the processes you don't know understand universal law understanding faith understands universal law which makes it rather rock solid when you really understand who and what you are in god and who god is in you and these principles that govern the universe you have a certainty that works now back to the book page nine in my book you may wonder what the purpose of belief is Faith without belief is like having a fortune and forgetting where you put it. Everyone has the gift of faith, but not everyone has active faith. Everyone has the ability to draw his good from the invisible, but not everybody does it. Belief is the activator of faith. When you believe your good can be drawn to you, then your faith moves it into expression. 
I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to teach the rest of it. I love this. Belief is the activator of faith. When you believe your good can be drawn to you, then your faith moves it into expression. So the power to bring your good into expression is dormant until you believe it's possible for you. Sit with that for a moment. My belief is the activator of my faith. My belief is the activator of my faith. My belief is the activator of my faith. My belief determines how I draw my good from the invisible to the visible. So what you believe matters. And belief is what you accept as true. What do you really believe about yourself? What do you really believe about prosperity, money, opportunity, fulfillment, satisfaction, love, relationships, peace of mind, work, your family, your church, your community, your car? What do you believe? I just gave a a quick short list that can cover a lot of things. Do you believe that you deserve to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life? Do you really believe it? You can want it and not believe it. That's called a wish. What do you really believe is possible for your life? Do you believe that God wants you to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life? Why would it serve God to create you to suffer and not have what you need? Jesus is quoted in the Sermon on the Mount. And in the Sermon on the Mount, it is stated that he addressed people's concept about God. He says in Matthew chapter 7 verse 9 is there anyone among you if your child asks for bread will give a stone or if the child asks for a fish will give a snake. If you who are evil which in Jesus' language of Aramaic just means you make mistakes. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? But do we believe that? And the Father in heaven is not somewhere up there. We're talking about working with the universal 
divine law. We're talking about working with principle. We're talking about working with the divine grace of God. As you rise in consciousness and touch the spirit that is in your innermost being, that which comes along with the touching of the hem of the garment is the wholeness. It's like the song that is sung in many churches. He touched me and made me whole. You deserve to live a whole and complete life. Not fragmented. It's working over here and not working over there. But you have to believe. And like the man told Jesus when he, when the disciples couldn't heal the man's son who was having what an experience, Jesus said, do you believe? And he said, I believe. Help my unbelief. Our belief determines our experience. That's something to really wait to think about. We're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transform. Have you asked your soul what it wants? Or are you so busy meeting the needs of everyone else? Family, friends, children, bosses, that you haven't checked in with the part of you that matters most? Janet Connor asked this question and received an answer. Your soul wants five things. That's it. Five things. Your soul wants to connect with source. Commit to values serve a purpose, express itself creatively, and last, it longs to create a beautiful, abundant life. Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that meet those needs. You can take each course separately or register for the complete Your Soul Wants Five Things series and receive $1,000 in bonuses for free. Visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your soul wants five things. Your soul will thank you. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world.
You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm teaching from the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, and I'm teaching Chapter 1 on Faith. Now, back to the book. He goes on to say, talking about belief. This is why affirmations may need to be repeated many times until you believe them. When your subconscious accepts your affirmation, you as a spiritual being gives give God permission to move through you as a fulfillment. I need to stop right there. That sentence is worth a million bucks. When your subconscious accepts your affirmation, you as a spiritual being give per God permission to move through you as a fulfillment. That's how powerful you are. Not even God can bless you against your will. After a while, you, you're just saying no God. Because every limited thought, every limited belief, every limited feeling, every limited word, every limited actions and reactions are no God. I don't want your health, happiness, and prosperity. So when you start affirming the truth, you're drilling it. Johnny used to call it nailing. She said, if you put a nail, if you see a nail on the wall and you put another nail on it and you would hit the new nail, if you keep driving it sooner or later, it's driving the old nail out and you're replacing it with a new nail where every time you are affirming, speaking the word, speaking the word, speaking the word, speaking the word, you're driving in a new nail. And when your subconscious accepts it, you as a spiritual being then give God permission to move through you as a fulfillment. So when the subconscious mind accepts it, your God power kicks in to make it happen. This stuff gets me fired up with the possibility of what that statement means. When your subconscious accepts your affirmation, you as a spiritual being give God permission. To move through you as a fulfillment. Have you said yes. To God through your affirmative prayer. Because when it's accepted by your subconscious mind. The God power kicks in. The faith starts to draw your good. From the invisible to the visible. He goes on to say, even though you have the gift of faith, it cannot be exercised until you believe in God and good. You have to believe in God and your good. If you believe in God and not your good, then the goodness of God can't be in your experience. A lot of people believe in their concept of God. That doesn't mean they have good in their life. You can say, well, that's a judgment yet to an extent. But guess what? Harmony shows up a certain way. Harmony shows up as a certain vibration. Good shows up in a certain way. That's consistent with the truth of your spiritual nature. So if you're calling it a good and it's harming yourself and others, it's not good. Okay, how you try to dance around it? Being broke isn't good. Being sick is not good in a sense of, but but here's the key. You have to name it good so good can show up. 
Joseph told his brothers when after they sold him into slavery and he ended up becoming second to the Pharaoh in Egypt, you meant it for evil, God meant it for good, which means that I'm not saying God intended for Joseph to go through all of those experiences. Joseph renamed it for himself. He named it good. And we have to learn how to call forth the good even in the most horrendous experiences. That God as good is here and I am blessed. Even when I can't see it, I know God is here because God is omnipresence. And God is omnipotence. And God is omniscience. Therefore, it's all God and I'm going to accept and believe what the Apostle Paul wrote when he wrote in Romans 8.28. All things work together for good. For those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. That's a great belief to have. All things work together. Even when I don't see it, things are working together for my good right now. Ooh, everything is working together for my good in the visible and in the invisible. People right now are conspiring. The universe is conspiring for my good right now. There's a conspiracy going on for my life. A universal cosmic conspiracy for my good so I can live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. That's a belief that you can work with. Now, are you in on the conspiracy? Are you in on the universal intent for you to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life? It goes on to say, belief without faith in God can draw anything to you, good or bad. Isn't that something? Belief without faith in God can draw anything to you, good or bad. That's why you have to believe in God and your good. If you believe in things that are not for your highest good, they still show up. Mm. That's amazing. Okay. I'm not teaching the whole chapter. That's what you, that's for you to do. I want to point out one extra point on page 10 of my book. He says, what do you desire to bring to your life? Pray knowing and believing that it is yours. Then turn it over to God. Release it. Release it. Trust God that the results of your prayer will be only for good. Make your decisions based on the inner instructions you receive and be obedient to your listening. Then, above all, steal yourself toward your divine gift of faith, knowing that it is being exercised for your good. Then he really hits home. He says... Take time every day to say yes to your heart's desires. Now, how can you do this? Let's get real practical. You write down a list of your heart's desires. It's things that you would like to experience. Step one, write them down. Write them all down. Step two, get some meditation music there on YouTube, on iTunes, CDs, whatever, and just listen to some nice, relaxed, meditative music. Sit up straight. 
look at each point and just take a couple of minutes visualizing you experiencing each desire. Mentally go there, not just see it. You have to see yourself experiencing it. And before and after say, yes, God, I accept this. Yes, God, I accept this. Third step, after you've done all of the desires and you just do this probably uh, every day for about a good week, just get full of the feeling, continually saying, yes, God, I accept this. Then the third step would be You then pray, what action steps do I need to do to help bring this into reality? What action steps do I need to do to help bring this into reality? You do those three steps. Then as you are praying, the fulfillment, the divine law of God will give you the steps that you need to bring this into fulfillment in your experience. Now, I just gave you some great steps. Now, at the end of this chapter, he gives scriptures, questions. So answer all of the questions. He gives a denial and an affirmation that I'll close the show with. The denial is doubt and fear of the unknown have no place in my mind or heart. I repeat it. Doubt and fear of the unknown have no place in my mind or heart. The affirmation is, from God, through me, good pours forth into the world as perfect manifestation. I would change that to God, through me, good pours forth into my world as perfect manifestation. From God, through me, good pours forth into my world as perfect manifestation. Now, that being said, I hope that this gives you a, a, the ability to at least work with faith. Next week, we're going to cover the chapter on strength. So read the chapter ahead of me so you will have a better context to listen to the show. If you And believe me, if you have questions, please call in. Yeah, I've been noticing that, you know, I, I have people who are listening consistently. I have, you know, one of the better live crowds at Unity Online Radio, but you're not calling in. So I would love to hear from you. It doesn't, ha- it can be quick, but, but I know you have questions out there because you email me through my Facebook inbox to Rev- to True Transforms uh, with Reverend Galen McDowell. So I know you're out there. So don't be afraid to call and ask the question. You will help not only yourself, but a whole bunch of other people. So get the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch, W-A-R-C-H. And let's study this together. Let's get this and transform ourselves. Then we can be the space that will transform the world. Thank you. God bless you. And we'll, I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. 
Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. If I were brave, I'd walk the races where fools and dreamers dare tread and never lose faith. How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to do what we secretly dream. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. 
On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify.